This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Tired of the empty promises, the lack of effort, it's time you moved on to bigger, better, tastier things. Garden of Life Organic Creamy Protein with Oat Milk is plant-based protein that actually tastes really good. With 22 grams of protein in a silky smooth, dreamy bed of oats and deliciously rich coconuts, do your scoop a favor and don't settle for less. Garden of Life Organic Creamy Protein with Oat Milk. Visit gardenoflife.com protein to learn more. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Fellow Fox fans, how are we? This is Leicester Till I Die. It's, uh, what night is it? Wednesday. We're back to two games a week and it completely, uh, completely fools me. You are watching Leicester Till I Die. We are on YouTube at Leicester Till I Die TV. Go on, help us out. Subscribe to the channel. I think we're only about three or four off the 450. That would be great to reach that. So uh, don't forget to subscribe. 
on Facebook, we are on Leicester Till I Die. It's the group, of course, and on Twitter at Leicester TID. What a week. What a week. They say a week's a long time in politics. Um, <laughs> in the midst of all this, there might be a football game that breaks out. <laughs> one or two i tell you what esl it's come it's gone i've had longer sessions with my missus <laughs> i had to take a few breaks i grant you but my god that all uh sort of escalated and de-escalated very quickly i said we should get nigel farage maybe it was this man that needed to come in and sort out what's going on yes mm, detective chief constable hastings that's who we needed what we need is a football match. It is. And we've got one coming up. It's the Premier League. It's tomorrow night. And if you want something that will last longer than the um, ESL did, then why don't you try this? Barry Pierpoint, Leicester's first ever chief executive, uh, his book, Minding My Own Football Business. <laughs> hey, you, you think that this is like the first time shit like this has happened. You should go back to the 1990s and Leicester City. It was all happening. Read about it in this book. If you go to all the W's at mindingmyownfootballbusiness.com before the end of April and purchase it off there, you'll get 30% off. Barry says it's to celebrate his birthday. I don't think it's his 30th birthday, to be honest with you. Probably, if he matched his birthday, he probably couldn't afford to give the discount. Only joking if you're watching, Barry. But it is 30% off. All the W's, mindingmyownfootballbusiness.com. It'll even sign it for you as well. And it is a great, great read, I'll tell you. Uh, a couple of hellos here. Oh, well, just one hello. Um, no, two hellos. Hello to Melina. How the devil are you? Arsenal fan, you must be happy. I haven't heard Cronky come out and apologise. Glazier's come out and apologised. Um, Jay Henry, whatever he's called, Hoover, whatever it is from Liverpool's come out and apologised. It was like the Muppet Show, wasn't it? Stefan, the Villa fan. Hello, sir. How the devil are you? Nice to have you along. Well, um, Foxes versus Big Sam. It certainly is. Um it's not going to be as easy as I thought it was. But, hey, we're on a roll because we're in the FA Cup final. We've got to be happy, haven't we? We've got to be happy. I've just pressed the wrong button there. Let's bring my guests in this evening. And um, first of all, we're going to bring my normal chat show chum in uh, for the preview match and say hello to Craig. Hello there, Craig. Hi, Chris. Hello, everyone. How are you all doing? You've got to be happy, haven't you? I'm always happy, Chris. But yes, yeah, even more so with the uh, with the <laughs> weekend and uh, you know the with the the semi final and the, the the comings and goings of the uh, Super League. It's a good time to be a Leicester City fan. <laughs> I tell you what, um, it was one of those results of the weekend, wasn't it? Where the the, the actual result mattered more than the performance. Definitely, and it's a good job because there wasn't much of a performance, was there, from uh, from both <laughs> it teams? I think. Um, well, it, it was no, a we, we did I just we, don't know what sort of a performance. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we did what we needed to do, and apparently that's the sign of a good team. Um, now, when we weren't mm. near the top of the table, I thought all oh, that was rubbish. But um, but now that we are, <laughs> we can see the benefits in getting a result instead of a performance. Exactly, exactly. And I'm going to bring in um, our special guest this evening. Oh, he may have difficulty sitting still this evening because... <laughs> 
he will possibly have a few splinters in his bottom because he's going to be probably sitting on the fence this evening because he's not only an ex-fox, he's an ex-baggy. <laughs> how's the, how's, I can't believe I'm about to say this to, to Steve Linux, but how's your bottom, Steve? <laughs> he said, it's not bad after this weekend. Thanks very much. <laughs> uh, hey, we've got to touch on it first. Did, did, you, watch, did you watch the semi-final? I did watch it. I thought it was a absolutely terrible game, but absolutely great yeah. result. And you'd take that any yeah. day, wouldn't you? You would. We, we, you know, we've just said you know it, it goes in off somebody's arse, and um, you know you win one nil. It doesn't matter. You know, hi there, TM. Um, it's great that we are in a final. Steve, um, Craig, there. I don't know whether that ball was actually meant for Nacho or Castagna, who was steaming down the left. <laughs> oh, it was definitely for Castagna, wasn't it? That was. Um, but Nacho, in, in the form that he's in, um, he, he nicked it and, and played a fantastic one-two off the defender and slotted it in. Craig, some of um, Nacho's still unbelievers were saying, yeah, yeah, that's fine, he got the goal, but he missed the first goal. But I can remember down the years, I've seen a lot of players that mm -hmm. get in that position, have a first mm -hmm. shot... It doesn't go in, and they stand there paralysed and don't even attempt to make the comeback as it, you know, as it goes past them. At least he had the presence of mind uh, to, to to stick his boot out for the second one, and obviously it went in. Exactly, and he, and he didn't thrash at it. He could have just swung a leg at it, and it you know blazed over the bar as uh, as Madison did a couple of times when he came on. But no, he was still there, still composed, still in the moment, and that's uh, that's the mark of a good striker and. And you know he's doing well because he's now being linked with uh, lots of so-called bigger clubs uh, in the summer transfer market, which is uh, which is ridiculous. Yeah. You would never have done that, would you, Steve? You were always there ready for the rebound. Always there ready for the rebound, yeah. Um, you'd have got the first one in, Steve. The, when you look at it from behind, you didn't realise it was going so far wide no. when, he, when he hit the first one. And I think because yeah. his eye line was there following the ball, that's the look he got because it came straight back at the same angle that he, he, he put it on. Mm -hmm. And yes. I think that's why he looked composed because I was thinking when he when you look at it, you, you must have thinking, oh, God, I can't believe I've missed that. But then all of a sudden mm -hmm. the ball's back at his feet. And like you say, he put it, he, he put it away superb. So... Mm -hmm. You know, you got to say he meant yes. it in the end. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we don't care, do we? we I mean, Steve, no. looking at that game, I'll stick with you if I can do it at the moment. Looking at that game, and um, we'll go on to, to West Brom after this question, but it wasn't a classic. You know, we've all said it won't, it won't live long in the memory. The result will, but the game won't. Was it the fact that we, di we didn't need to? I mean, you know, um, Southampton never had a shot on goal for the whole 90 minutes. Well, we only had one, but at least we were having the shots. We didn't We didn't really need to come out of that gear, did we? I think, to be honest, it goes back to your tactics, and I think we hit on it uh, on, on the last show, is that you play wing-backs. Wembley's too big for wing-backs, mm -hmm. and uh, your players can't get up and down like they can on the normal pitches. And I think that slows yeah. slows everything down. And that's why it was a game like it was, because how many times did your wing-backs go and overlap? How many uh, times did you, uh, your wing-backs get up there? You can't do it on a big pitch like that. No, no. So I well, think that's, that's why you had a game where there wasn't much attacking, because the play was starting too far back. Yeah. 
Well, I've got to be honest with you. I'm going to be saying thank you to Southampton at the moment because they're still one nil ahead of us, uh, one nil ahead of Tottenham. Um, so keep, keep it up, Southampton. <laughs> that I mean, at the moment, Tottenham are six points behind and played two games more. But also, Craig, a big, huge thank you to to Brighton last night. Did us a bit of a favour with Chelsea, and you know, looking at that Chelsea last night, I'd, mm. I'd fancy us in the final. Yeah, definitely. Um, Chelsea are a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde at the minute. Uh, Brighton, Brighton should have won that game. They had much the better chances, you know. And and Chelsea seem to sort of flatter to deceive a bit. I mean, you look at the the team, the players on the on the team sheet. You look at the bench, and it's a fantastic squad. But something's not quite right there, um, and they're not not firing on all cylinders. And hopefully, that's the Chelsea that we face. Yes. Yeah. Well. Hey, it, 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 we're back to two games in a week. It's totally thrown me out this week. You know, I know we used to do this regularly with the old uh, your, your, your Europa League. But uh, Thursday night, um, there we are at the KP, 8 o'clock. It's on BT Sport for those that have that platform. Other platforms might be able to be found if you search. But it's also on lcfc.com, Radio Leicester and Radio 5 Live. Steve, you you what we said, you know, you are going to have mixed emotions because you know you're from from that neck of the wood anyway, and you you played for West Brom as well after after ourselves. Does it? I mean, I spoke to the West Brom fan yesterday on the last night on the opposition view, and he bless him, he was smiling, and he said, if I didn't smile, I'd cry. But you know, you you're looking at West Brom, and you know they they're struggling. Do, do you look at that and think maybe they should have stuck with uh, Billich? Uh, to be honest, no, I don't think so. I think they were like, uh, they were going stale, like, you know, a, a lot of the clubs. And I think uh, under Billy, she only had like a plan A. Uh, he didn't have a plan B. And I think, you uh, you know, you, I think Sam's in the same kind of mould at the moment as well. He's more, you know, yeah. stopping the goals from going in. But they've had two great results and they've scored a lot of goals. Yes. And I think, um, you know, out of the bottom half, now down the bottom, you can only see West Brom going one way. Whereas a few mm. weeks ago, a couple of months ago, you know, you, you'd say the three that were down there that are going to go down. But they've given themselves a bit of a fighting chance. I think they've left it too late, but it might bring a bit mm. of excitement into it. But yes, you know, yeah. on, on the other side of it, with everything that's gone on this week, I've got a lot of friends from my area now around here. They're all becoming Leicester City fans. Because they like the way the they like the way the club's being run, they like yeah. the way they, yeah. you know, they're performing, how they how they're holding themselves and showing themselves what a good club they are. And I think because you, if you go around the country now and you start asking, you know, supporters from other clubs, I think Leicester will be high on their agenda, saying, you know, that's how to run a football club. Mm. I think you know that was the thing that came out, wasn't it, Craig? About after all, you know, about all this trouble, you know, people were saying, you know. You couldn't have seen our owners doing that. Um, I mean, Melina here, she, she bless her, she, she's uh, she mods for me on on this channel. Mm. She's an Arsenal fan, but she was saying she was going to come and support Leicester. I still hope you are, Melina. Don't be taking any of this we're sorry shit. Come over to Leicester anyway. You know, <laughs> we'll, we'll gladly have you. But um, yeah, all joking aside, we are. We, are, we have the owners that everybody wants, really, don't we? we? Well, we are. You know, it was funny because it was put to me um, that 
um, every team in the Premier League, if they were offered a place in that um, Super League, would have taken it. And um, mm. I, I, I strongly fought the case that I don't think we would. Um, you know, it seemed to be led by, you know, American owners and then others who didn't want to get left behind, you know, who didn't necessarily believe in it, you know, the likes of Spurs. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I would like to think, you know, in all my heart that we would not have done that because we are the epitome of what you can do in football if you run your club well and you can grow. And it was great to see on the first night, I think, Steve Parrish from Crystal Palace uh, came onto the show and, and spoke really eloquently and said that whenever he goes to a Premier League meeting, he always votes as if he's in the Championship because he knows he could well be back there at any moment. And yeah. and that yeah. that's the proper clubs who see football as 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 a fan, you know, the ups and downs of it, mm. not uh, not a money making business. And it was great to yeah. see that no sooner was the the ink dry on that uh, on that one hundred and seventy seven page document and contract than it was ripped up. Steve, we. Um... Look at look at the ESL, and as Craig alluded to there, maybe it was led by the Americans because it certainly had an American feel to it, didn't it? And the fact that the first two clubs that came out and were sort of hinting at leaving were sort of um, Man City and Chelsea, and you've got Saudi Arabian and Russian owners who maybe did go along, but they, you know the Americans took the time. It was very Americanized. Well, I think, to be honest, you've got to blame Leicester City. Leicester City is the cause of this because the Leicester, uh, the Leicester bandwagon and the, the success they're having is putting that yeah. much pressure on these so-called big six teams now who now know there's a fight on. They're not guaranteed top six places anymore. They're not guaranteed the big money from the top. So they've, they've had to start thinking, hang on a minute, it's getting harder for us now because of these these clubs coming through, we'll have to go to the Super League where we can get loads of money, no pressure on us. If we lose, we lose, no problem. And I think, you know, what a great, great advertisement it is for the, mm. the, the clubs that are coming through. And, you know, like you just said earlier on about yeah. the results, Brighton yeah. doing um, Spurs, or was it, you know, uh, Man City losing against Leeds. Not, yeah. None of the top six, so-called top six, are guaranteed to win anymore. And I think... No. They're looking now at a, an easier option of getting more money at a, a, a safer venue. And I go yeah. back now, I go back to looking at Match of the Days, the Sky and things like that. How many of these managers come on over the last few months saying, fix your pile-ups, the players are getting tired. And then all of a sudden now they want to throw in a midweek league where you're travelling miles and miles and miles every week. So yes. it's, it's yeah. pathetic, really. Really, is pathetic. I've got. I've got to ask you, Steve. Can you see my questions? Because that was my next question. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> How much was it? Down? <laughs> How much was it? Well, no, I did. Um, I, I was approached earlier by um a, a, a lad who was at uni, and he's doing his dissertation on sports and what have you, and he asked me four general questions about the ESL, and we'll make this final point before we, we move on to West Brom, but he did say. How much is this down to to Leicester City? And you know the rumours, if you remember, Craig, going back to 2016, were that they were never going to let that happen again. Yeah. But 
the playing field because there's so much money in the Premier League and because it's mm. you know they're still getting more, obviously they are. But I I think you know it's a lot like you know when, when we want you know West Brom didn't have to sell Johnny Evans until they knew they were going down because they, they mm. wasn't the cat the fact that they needed the cash it's become a lot more level playing field. So yeah, I think as Steve just said, then having read my questions, I think it is down to uh, a little bit down to Leicester City. I think it is. I think I think it was sorry, Steve. I think it was quoted again uh, that someone in one of the boardrooms and said we can't have another Leicester City, you know, and we're we're mm. becoming the byword. It was great that we were mentioned by lots of players. I saw one uh, uh, earlier. I think the the Barcelona PK uh, name checked us, and we we've been name checked by a lot of people when they were talking about this. And it's it's it was bound to happen though. There was more money in the Premier League. The, the, even the lower half teams of the Premier League have got more money now than most of the the continental teams, so they can go and cherry pick the best players from probably three quarters of the Spanish league, three quarters of the German league, nearly all of the French league. You know, there's only a few clubs who can compete, and they're at the very top of those leagues. The lower half Premier League teams now can go and cherry pick the best team, uh, best players from around Europe. So. It was only a matter of time before everybody started to to improve and it became a much more of a, a level playing field. Bookline says there, we need to keep the Americans out of English football. That's very brave, Bookline. You've been <laughs> stuck there in the, in the good old US of A. But, uh, I mean, they were saying like with Liverpool, they've already got the previous owners out. It'll be interesting to see how long... You know, um, Jay Henry leaves. But it was a very grovelling mm. apology that he made. But... We've got West Brom tomorrow night, so let's get back on track. And Steve, I mean, we haven't done a league double over West Brom since 1993-94. You know, and they are on a bit of a run of form, aren't they? They're hitting the form at the right time. If you look at the um, the results and the where they are in the league, like I said a bit earlier, they're out of the bottom, say, six, seven clubs. They look the only club now that's got the momentum mm. to, to, to start moving. Um, but I think they've left it too late. I think they should have done it earlier. I'm hoping that, you know, Leicester do them to stay in the, the, the spot they are. Yeah. But um, it's, it's going to be a hard game. And I think Leicester now need to crack on. They need to uh, say, right, we've got where we want to do in the FA Cup final. Now we, mm. you know, we go. Because you never know. You never know what the, the FA or anybody's going to do to the, the top six that wanted to leave. They might have points deducted. They might ban them from the Europe yeah. next year. But they have yeah. to carry on with the, the momentum. And I think if they get the result tomorrow, Leicester, I see it, it, it's going to be good. But they have yeah. to, you know, they have to be up for it. Tottenham have just equalised against Southampton, so it's it's one all there. But um, but yeah, Craig. I mean, going into this, like we say, you know, I mean, who would have foreseen? And I know Chelsea went down to ten men, but who would have foreseen West Brom doing that five two over Chelsea? And you know, they, they did us a favour, I think, because it was nice to see Southampton to lose, so that they went into the semi finals like us, having lost the game, but. As Steve said, they are the team on form. I think it's too late for them. I don't think they're going to stay up, but they are the team on form at the moment. They definitely are. I think I don't think they got enough credit for that performance uh, against Chelsea and the quality of the goals that they scored. There were some fantastic goals. They played really well. They they stretched Chelsea. You know, Sam's uh, 
I must admit, I'm not a big fan of Big Sam. Um, no. But I, I think that's probably because I don't think there, there is a bigger fan of Sam than Sam. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he knows how to, he knew, you know, that experience, knowing how to play against 10 men, and they really stretched them and they got down the sides and they scored some fantastic goals and they took that into the next game. So it's definitely not going to be an easy game. What I would hope mm -hmm. is that our better composure on the ball can um, can see us pick them off a little bit because I think they 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 can't go for a draw. They can't sit back. They have to come and take the game to us, and hopefully that will play into our hands a little bit. Yeah, David saying there we were named in the House of Commons. We were also name checked on James Corden's Late Show yes, in America, yeah. and yeah, and, and I love the fact that he he turned to the guy and said, "No, you've heard you've ever heard of Leicester City?" He's just going, "No," you know. It's like uh, <laughs> great. Um, it's not going to be a, a. I don't. I don't think it will be a, a three 0 Although I have predicted the same result, but the first game there, Steve, it was. I think it was the first game of the season, wasn't it? And you know, we did. Thank you very much. Extremely well. Yeah, Leicester. You know, Leicester took the game to West Brom uh, mm. from the start, and I think um, you know you're going back to the West Brom Chelsea game. I think that was um, a mirror game of the quarterfinal with Leicester and Man U. No, yeah. I've never seen I've never seen West Brom attack uh, any any team in the last two or three years like they did Chelsea. Mm. But I think the memento uh, of everybody trying to get forward, and they looked like anybody could score at, at any time, just like Leicester did against Manchester United. Mm -hmm. So, who turns up again yeah. tomorrow night with that um, you know that frame of mind mm. will win the game easy. This this is the thing you just don't know. Which teams, and it's not just Leicester. I mean, Southampton was staying the same. You can put the same team out; they can have a fantastic. But play like Brazil one week, and no disrespect, but play like Stockport the next week. You know, you just you just don't know. But but that game, um, uh, Craig, of course, you know, Timothy Castagna announced his arrival in the Premier League, um, and it took anyway, it took fifty six minutes, but. Uh, mm. And then Jamie Jamie got on, on the score sheet and that'd be nice to have him back on the score sheet, wouldn't it? Although it was two penalties, fair, you know, but uh... Yeah, yeah, it would be. If I remember rightly, I think Castagna played on the right hand side um mm. in that game and came and came in from out wide and uh, and planted a header in. Um and that was the first we'd we'd really seen of him. But uh, what a what a way to to make your debut and make your mark. And uh, I think him and Ricardo have I've not really come back from their injuries. Uh, the same players at the minute. I think they need more minutes, and um, I think that will be one of the things that Brendan will need to do throughout the rest of the season is is just manage the players who have come back from injury and mm. make sure that they don't pick up anything again. Um, so that, so they they can see it through, obviously into the cup final as well. So I think you'll 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 see people rotated a little bit. But I think he'll use his bench very wisely in the next few games as well to try and uh, to try and freshen things up and not overplay people. That said, in that goal against Southampton, a lovely flick from Evans and Pierre. Mm. And I was trying to work out who it was, but Pierre, a lovely mm. ball straight down the line mm. to Vardy. You know, it was yeah. like on a normal day it would have gone out. I want I want to ask Steve this. Looking at that, I'm just saying, like Jamie Vardy there with his penalties, then he got a couple more against Man City. Um, 
You've got Vardy, who at the moment isn't on form. You've got Inacho, who is on form. Let's take it back to your day. And let's say Gary Lineker, who I think believed not, he used to take the penalties, if, I, if I, my memory serves me right, but or Youngie. But for this example, we'll say Gary Lineker. Let's say he's on a bit of a goal drought, and you are scoring like Inacho is, and we got a penalty. Would would you be going up saying, "Oi, I'm going to, I'm on the form, I'm going to have this," or would you let uh, you know Lineker as the or Vardy as the normal penalty taker have a go? I think it all depends on your circumstance and what you're playing for. I, I think your manager mm. wouldn't let you do that if you've got to win-win the game, because you know if you're the regular penalty taker, you, you would take it. But in some circumstances, mm. it's happened. It happened when we played Carlisle and uh, we mm. won six and. Gary was on two goals. We got another penalty. I'd already got my hat trick, so I let him take that one to get his hat, get his hat trick as well. But yeah. Jamie Vardy, you know, he'll get his goal. Like I said before the game, uh, the semi-final. That if he's not getting in the positions, that's when you got to worry. But he, you know, he had a good chance again to do it, and then he done well for the goal. So I don't see any problems with Jamie Vardy at all. Yeah. Okay, he's not scored for a bit, but he's still he's still doing things and creating things. So the only time you've got to worry about Jamie Vardy is when he's standing on the halfway line with his hands on his hips doing nothing. And I think that's the only time you've got to worry about that. That that was another old striker, wasn't it, uh, Craig? Used to do that, was it, um, Mr. Beckford? <laughs> used to be his trick, if I remember. But, well, he uh, did do, course... but um, you, you reminded me that, that I, you know, I'm sorry to name check him. I'm sure he's not, not watching, but uh, I remember going up to, it was in a League Cup game. Uh, it was probably about 10 seasons ago or whatever. Uh, and we went up for the second leg to Manchester City. And uh, Steve Howard was up front for us. I don't think he left the centre circle in 90 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully it wasn't a performance-related pay because he wasn't getting paid that night, that's for sure. <laughs> I do remember just as a Steve Howard joke there. When he, you know, he scored the, the winner against Leeds... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we got us, or it very much took us to promotion. He yeah. actually said that night he don't know how he made it into the box. He was that knackered. <laughs> he was surprised. He was surprised to find himself there. He yeah. said, "If I'm honest with you," um, but like you say, I mean, you know, he, he has he has turned provider now, Jamie. And you know, as long as as long as one of them are knocking it in, um, it, it, it's fine. It's still it's still one all. But Craig, I mean, stick with you. Um, Newcastle did us a favour, didn't they, with West Ham as well? Everything's going for us. If we, you know, it's typical of Leicester that we will go mm. and will either draw or lose this when other teams have put us in the position. Chelsea drawing, West Brom, uh, West Ham losing. Mm. You know, it would just be like Leicester, wouldn't it, to, to go and, and and lose the game? I think I think we've done that on numerous uh, occasions in the mm. past where you could start putting a gap. The plus side is though. If we do slip up and, and drop some points and we, let's say we only get take a draw, we haven't lost anything because the others have dropped off as well. So it could have been a lot worse. But yeah, I mean, Liverpool, West Ham and Chelsea and, and Spurs have all dropped points in their last game. You know, Liverpool um, dropped points quite late on in their last game. So everybody's trying to help us over the line. We, we just need to uh, to help ourselves. <laughs> We do. We do need to help ourselves, Steve. I think it's. Um, I think this farce of um, what's gone on over the last couple of days is going to be a tremendous help because mm. the pressure now is on. Is on these top six players, uh, so, mm. top six teams, and mm. I think um, the teams that they're coming up against that are lower of them 
have got a point to prove to these teams saying, hang on a minute, you know, you're taking us lightly. We're going to, we're going to give you a slap and a tickle and we're going to, mm-hmm. you know, try and give you as much crap as we can. Mm-hmm. It's been very unfair, hasn't it, Steve, to the players? And I take you know, I take your point, but they were stuck in the middle of all this because you know that you know Henry, you know Henry's creeping apology to, to yesterday or today, whenever it was, included apologies to his manager and his players. So you know they they've been you know that you know they, I noticed the Chelsea players you know warming up against Brighton and Brighton had all the t-shirts on you know no to the ESL and all this, and it it has put extra pressure on the players, but that might work in our favour over the last few games. I think I think it will do. And I think um, mm. there's a lot of the top six managers, I think they had to know about this. They're not going to, um, you know, have these secret meetings of chairmen and not let the, not the, not let the manager know because the manager is going to have to plan at some time mm. how he's going to, how he's going to, you know, be able to cope with all these new fixtures and, and, mm. and what he needs. So I think there's a, a few of them coming out saying they didn't know nothing about it, but th- they must have. They must have known mm. something about it. Mm-hmm. But like you say, it's going to do everybody else a favour. It's going to clean the rotten air out of, you know, what's, what's been there. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you're going on to the, this, this European league and that, but you've got to blame the Premiership and that as well and the English leagues because, you know, you're playing semi-finals at Wembley and I feel this is my opinion. It's just that the only reason you're playing the semi-finals at Wembley is to pay for Wembley mm. because there's no oh, other reason why yeah. the game should be played at Wembley. And I think it's a, yeah. a thing that the FA brought in so they could pay off the debt of what they've got at Wembley. Oh yes. And um, I think it's it, it's going to do football a, a world of good. I think. Mm. I think there'll be a lot of uh, things there to be taken a look at, um, Craig. Leicester have not lost three in a row since February 2019 when a certain Mr. Prell was in charge. Uh, but that said, West Ham, oh, sorry, West Brom, sorry, haven't won three in a row since 2012. Sounds like a draw, it's draw. doesn't it? It's got yeah. a draw written all over it, hasn't it? <laughs> it has. Although, you know, if, if we're talking about records and stats, and I know you love your stats, uh, oh, Chris. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to count. Uh, I'm going to count the semi-final as a game. So that's that three-game run uh, already taken care of. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to come back at you now. Then with the fact that West Brom have played more Premier League games on a Thursday without ever winning than any other side in the competition. So <laughs> I'll, I'll take your stat and I'll outstat you, sir. <laughs> You've dragged that one up from somewhere, Chris. Jeez. I, that was courtesy of Sky, I have to be honest with you. All right. I, I don't I don't sit here, I must admit, and actually go through all the books and paperwork. I, I do rely on on my good friend, Mr. Google. He's a, he's a mm. good friend to me. <laughs> he, he really is. Um, Steve, Two teams, and it's not necessarily a six-pointer, but two teams that need the three points for different reasons. We need it because, you know, we are obviously want to stay in the top in a top four. We want to make that gap bigger, etc. West Brom need it because they need to stay up. It is going to be a case of who wants it more. And my feeling at the back of my head is West Brom's need, if you like, is greater than ours, and they've they're going to want it more and they're going to come, they're going to come at us from the start, aren't they? The two previous games where they've had the good results, he's telling you that they're going to come at you mm-hmm. um, because they know they can score goals now. They know they haven't got to sit back anymore. 
and I think it's it's very very dangerous out so of the bottom six. I don't think Leicester would have wanted to play West Brom at this certain time because they're getting the memento just like Leicester. But um, Leicester's in the same kind of thing as well. They can't get carried away because away everybody keeps going on about your stats and whatever. They'll be thinking about last year where they started to fall fall back and fall away from it. They've got to get the mental the mind right now saying, right, the season starts from tomorrow night against West Brom and we've got to think this is a fresh season. We've got to attack it as though it's fresh and um, put West Brom in the place because if they take West Brom too lightly, then West Brom will be, uh, you know, in the in the faces and mm. they'll put pressure onto them. So I think Leicester need to, to come out of the blocks tomorrow and um, let West Brom know why they're, they're so high up in the league. Mm-hmm. We don't always start well, though, Craig, do we? So it'll be, that will be interesting as we say we need to. It would be good. Mm-hmm. It would be good to have a couple of um, uh, shots, you know, a, a couple of goals and, and, and we can relax. But that's not Leicester always, is it? No, we, we we sometimes do start um, slowly. I thought we started okay against uh, against Southampton at the weekend. We we I think we could have scored from the first attack, but um, no, we have been guilty uh, in in previous games of starting a bit slowly, and particularly against West Brom, as, as Steve said, who are, are going to come at us, and also a very physical team as well. It's not just the fact of like a Man City coming at you and closing you down. They're a very mm. physical team as well, and uh, you know, built in in Sam's own image. And we've got a, you know, I know it's a cliche, and uh, we've all heard it before, but you, it is one of those where we have to earn the right to play our football. So we've got to win, or at least compete on a physical uh, level before we can get the ball down and actually play a little bit. And it's nice to see Craig injuries aren't. It's probably the 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 least number of injuries that we've had all season. We, we've got. Mm. We've got Wes Morgan out, but in bless him, he, he's probably not going to be near the first team for a while, if if at all. Now between you know, he's probably going to retire at the end of the season. So we've got, we've got Barnes out, we've got Justin out, who are two two great you know players and, and big losses. But when you look how we were at one point, where we had like you know a, the, almost like an NHL hospital full of <laughs> of cropped players, you know, it, it's you know great. We're getting back to that full squad just at the right time. It is, and uh, I would hope now that, you know, we've got two things to play for. We've got European qualification, but we've also got an FA Cup final. And I'm pretty sure, Steve, you you know better than me being an ex-pro, the lure of an FA Cup final has got a way heavy on a lot of players, and they're going to be have to be playing at the top of their game to make sure they're walking out at Wembley. You know, they're not sneaking out after everyone and taking a place on the bench. They, they're going to want to make their mark and uh, and be part of that first 11 at the end of the season. So everybody's got a, a clean slate almost now. We've got seven games uh, and it's a mini season and, and everybody's got to show what they're made of. That's, that's right. And um, like I just said before, you know, you've got to start saying to yourself, no, this is, a bit, this is the start of the season. It's um, seven games. What's seven games, really? I think um, Leicester can start to take the foot off the pedal when other results have gone their way and they've got a bit of a buffer but I think um, they have to have that bit of edge they have to say right the only the only team that's going to beat us this year is ourselves because everything everything is going for them at the moment everything off the field 
that's happening through the league and at Leicester the way they run. They're just gears to carry on stronger and stronger through uh, through the last seven games. It'd be interesting to know. Uh, sorry, Chris, just a quick one. It'd be interesting yeah. to know, Steve, from a from an ex pros uh, perspective, when you know or you you think that you're a regular in the team. You know, you're you're going to be on the team sheet when you're being pressed for your place a little bit. Do you do you feel it? Do you respond to it? Does it give you a bit of an extra push knowing that there's now someone who's snapping at my heels to take my place? Oh, very much so, yeah. You, you, you know, you have to. And I think um, that's where Man City and people like that have got it got it right, is that they've got two or three players which they can afford to have for each position. Mm. And you have to, like a lot of players that are good trainers, but bad match players. And then you've got the other way around. You've got good match mm. players, but bad trainers. And I think if you're one of the bad trainers and you see guys that are sharper and getting in and whatever, you have to step up your game. Mm. And I think... Um, the only thing that's going to mess with players' heads now, if they're changing the team for tactics-wise and, you know, like against the opposition and change the thing mm. momentum round, I think Brendan will have to look at that. I know you you said that you will see a lot of changes, mm. but I don't I don't think you should be tinkering with it now. I think you get you should be saying, right, I'm going to play my strongest team, no matter, no matter, no matter whatever, mm-hmm. and, and, we, and we go mm. for it. I thought Craig was going to ask the same question I was going to ask. Then it's, it started, and you, you guys have definitely been reading my notes here. But it, it it was slightly different, and I got asked this the other day: is we are? I don't think you know this actually been one hundred percent confirmed. The, 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 the possibly the fifteenth of May, which was when we we're going to play Chelsea in the league for the FA Cup, but that will obviously be confirmed. But it is, you know, probably a month away now to that as a player. Do you or would did you, Steve? Like with obviously with the you know the um, nineteen eighty two cup run. Do you think like ah oh, you know Wembley's coming up? I've got to I've got to be careful. I mean you know when you go do you go into that tackle thinking oh I could hurt myself here and I might be out for the cup final because West ha- West Brom are going to be going out for it because they say they're fighting for their lives. Do you as a player ever think no nah, maybe I shouldn't go for that one? Personally, I've never done that. Um, I'm going back to when when I was a kid. I we got to the FA Youth Cup final with West Brom, and I I missed the second leg of the final through injury. Um, mm. You know, you don't get to think of it that way. But the closer Wembley becomes, then you you might start thinking about it. But you know, you, you can't. I don't think when um, the FA Cup final now, because they've already played at Wembley is as much as it used to be years and years ago because you know you you, you fought to get to Wembley and I think this yeah. is where you know the modern day game is now taken a bit away from it because every ground in the premiership is like Wembley. So and you know I, I thought I don't think and, and because of the amount of foreign players you've got I don't think Wembley's as special now as it used to be. No. So I think um, no. that takes that takes away the bit of the sharpness of it. But Hopefully, if we can um, get back to, you know, in the next few years that there's no semi-finals at Wembley and stuff like that, I think then the mindset might change. But mm. you know, I think at the moment now they're all concentrating on what what they've got to do in the league. Craig, we, we mentioned this 
before when we had a, a, a nice run of games coming up. And I, and I don't want to sort of tempt fate and say like, oh, here come the easy games. But our destiny is in our hands, isn't it? Because we've got no disrespect to these teams. West Brom, Palace, Southampton, Newcastle. They're all teams that we should be able to go out and beat. And then obviously we've got a small matter of Tottenham, Man United, Chelsea, twice because we've got the cup final it and I, I don't want necessarily want to use these words but these next four games could be season defining well i think i've, I've said it before chris I, I see this as our season you've got to think looking at those four fixtures if we got 12 points from those four fixtures i don't think we could get caught uh, I, I know technically we probably could but there's going to be teams who've got to play each other so they can't all get the points I, I yeah. think, you know, if we, if we could do that, I'm sure we won't because football doesn't work like that, unfortunately. There'll be a an iffy result in there somewhere. But, you know, we could all dream if we could get those four wins and 12 points, I think that would see us safe. And then the last three games, maybe you can sort of uh, not go into the tackle that you might have gone into uh, earlier in the season. Mm. Um, it's that time when... Uh, Craig, I mean, he didn't listen to you again for the for the semi final, did he, Craig? Brendan, I think, has been rather busy not listening to you and the teams. But we're just going to have a quick um, hello from Alan, and then we'll be back and we'll be looking at Craig's team. Hi, Alan Smith here. Be sure to watch and listen to Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. Of the foxes. I don't know if that worked. Again, it was having trouble at my end. But, uh, yep, don't forget to subscribe. Hit that like button and uh, help us get towards our target. Right. Let's have a look if this is going to work. Um, It'll be the first. It'll be amazing if it does. Because, once again, Craig, and I'll tell you what, Steve, I think I'm going to ask you to do this rather than Craig. He doesn't. He likes to throw in the works a formation that doesn't exist. What what did you go for this week, Craig? <laughs> I think it was a, a, a five one two two, but um, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It was like a it was like a one four seven nine whatever. <laughs> but this is a, this is as close as we as we could get it. Uh, to be honest with you, but we've we've got Casper in goal there, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, we're going to go with that. And then uh, left centre back there. You've gone for the the normal sort of ones for this position, haven't you? Yeah, I think um, I, I think Brendan has decided this is his formation at the moment. Whether it will change in the close season with some different signings, but from the players we've got available at the minute, I think he's pretty settled that this, he's going to go with a back three. So it's Soyuncu, Evans, and then uh, Fafana. I'm just trying to find our Mr. Evans. There we go. Yeah, and uh, are you happy with that back three, Steve? I think so. I think the way he's playing at the the style of play he's playing at the moment, um, you know, it, it, it does look strong. Um, but mm. like you say, it's it's the formations that really get me because, you know, I, I, it, it all it all depends on the opposition now. The game pans out. Mm. I think. Um, yeah. 
that's the only thing I can say at the moment about that, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like he doesn't agree with you there. <laughs> it's, not so much I don't, it's not so much I don't agree with him, but, you know, I, I think it's hard for a player who's played from the earlier mm. days, but all these new... Um, yeah. Mm. All these new systems and that and whatever now, um, yeah. Because I think that's what turns the games boring. I think that's what mm. turned the game into a boring game semi final, mm. because the systems are playing. They're trying to nullify each other, mm. and uh, you know, you're looking at well. You could watch paint dry for sixty, seventy mm. minutes of the game because you know, no, you know, nothing's not going to happen. It's mm. going to go square back, square back, square back. Yeah, um, yeah, you know that's the problem I got with it. it. It has it has changed totally football, hasn't it? It is very much now, uh, uh, you know, or about ten pieces of paper on the wall in the changing room before you even even go out. But um, you you you're putting Thomas in there, aren't you? Um, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say on on the formation. I think for me, I I, I prefer a back four to be honest, but. You know, I, I could put a team out that I I would necessarily pick, but it's not going to be anywhere. I know I, I rarely get close anyway, but uh, <laughs> I think we all know he's going to go with the three, so it makes sense to try and to try and work within that. And I, I think I think these formations have changed almost. It's like a FIFA generation on a computer. Now, mm. when I was watching you, Steve, there wasn't any such thing as a defensive midfielder or an attacking midfielder. You were a midfielder. You know, that was your job. You didn't. Everybody didn't have a name. You were a right back, left back, centre half, and you were a midfielder or a winger. You know now to have defensive mids and attacking mids and holding players and all this malarkey. I know it's old school, but I don't like it. You know, I'm still a big fan of a four four two. I must admit. We've got, we've got Thomas there, um, and we'll come on to uh, the, the the right side in a minute. But Thomas. Over Ricardo, he was Ricardo was pulled off at the week at the weekend with a bit of a tight thigh. But you, you, you're going to put Thomas in there. I, I, you know, for me, as I said, and I think I said this last week, I'm not a big fan of playing players out of position, mm. and um, and and he, he, you know, I, I don't like Ricardo on the left. I think he he feels sort of nullified. It doesn't seem natural to him uh, in terms of getting backwards and forwards on it. And and Castagna's uh, a solid on the right hand side, and I think if Ricardo's feeling it a little bit and he's not been a hundred percent since he's come back from injury, mm. I don't think it does any harm in in just putting him on the bench and giving Castagna a run and, and a proper natural left sided player such as Thomas uh, a run on the left hand side. And you 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 wouldn't then have uh, Castagna on the left because he's obviously played on the left. Um, mm for his national team and for us as well. You, you, you'd you sooner have Castagna there on the right? I think he feel, he's more natural. I mean, again, we touched on it earlier in the very first game when he played against West Brom and he played on the right-hand side. He seems much more natural and confident, I would say, in getting forward from a right-hand side than he does a left-hand side. And uh, I think I'm a big believer in you, you play players where they feel more comfortable. We had... Yeah generations of England managers who were playing players just because they wanted to get them in a team rather than them being the best player in the best in the right position. So horses for courses for me, if you're a right back or a right sided midfielder, that's where you you live and uh, and you've got you've got a good enough you know, Thomas has played well. He's not let anybody down when uh, mm. when he's played. So I think he deserves the run on that left hand side. 
And Steve, let's be honest with you, you would know more than anybody about playing out of position, cough goalkeeper, cough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but like I say, I'll go back to the, um, you know, the, the semi-final game when uh, Southampton had their purple patch. They were getting players in between, in between, and I think Leicester struggled for a bit. Even with the formation they played, and even the formation you got set out now, there, you know, players were getting in between, and they seem to have mm. a hell of a lot of room. And I think um, yeah. West Brom, they don't play behind you; they play in front of you. Mm-hmm. So I, mm. I think you know um, you're going to have a lot of play in the middle of midfield, and I don't feel it's going to go anywhere. Um, so I'd, I'd I'd like to see attacking attacking through it and getting through their yeah. lines because you know. Yeah. That's 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 where they're going to play. They're going to play in front of you. Yeah. Um, Indeedy, without a question of a doubt there, Craig? Yeah, yeah. Wolf's, uh, as I said before, you know, is, is the best in, uh, you know, right up there. You know, if not the best, uh, then he's right up there with the best of them at that position. So, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a natural in there for me. And then Tielemans <laughs> and then... Um, <laughs> not John Barnes there. You know. <laughs> how 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 do you expect these uh, websites to be right when they don't they don't update? I mean, I thought I didn't know he was still playing. You know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Steve, get your shirt on. We're going to put yeah. you up top. <laughs> and, and to be honest, you know, I've not put Harvey Barnes in either. Have you not? No, he's injured. <laughs> he is. He is. This is. You see, this is just showing that I can't multitask. Yeah. Your daughter's <laughs> come online, Chris, and it's thrown you. It has, hasn't it? That's the thing. Um, there we go. I, I, you see, I wasn't sure. I didn't want to include Madison just in case, you know, you'd had him around for a party. <laughs> no, no, I've told him to behave for a few weeks now. Um, I'm sorry, Steve. I put your name in, and it didn't bring anybody up there. That was what I was trying to multitask, you see. And I was thinking, anyway, anyway. But yeah, I think Madison, and it was nice to see. I know he wasn't getting them on target, but it was nice to see him having shots when he came on. Yeah, and I know a lot of people. You know, some people will say Perez uh, doesn't deserve to play, but some people will say that he does deserve to play. I think for this game, though, I think. I think Madison, he's he's come out. He hinted at uh, an apology uh, the other day on an Instagram post, saying that he's got a lot of making up to do between now and the end of the season. And I think he showed it when he came on. I think he was looking to get forward. And I think, particularly against West Brom, I think he's going to win a lot of free kicks for us. Yeah, um, he wins a lot of free kicks anyway. But against West Brom, the, the way he get, receives the ball and he turns quickly. I think he'll uh, he'll win a lot of free kicks, so that's why I've put Madison ahead of Perez. Yeah, and then the top two, yeah, again goes without saying at the moment. Vardy and, and you can't you can't drop either of them, can you? No, not at all. You know, so I mean, Steve, that you know, you, when you look at that, that's probably the strip with, with. Although I did try and sneak Barnes in, even if he'd probably be playing on crutches, but <laughs> even even for allowing for Barnes not being fit, that is at the moment is probably the you know you could argue Thomas or or Piera, but it is apart from that our strongest I think team that we could put out. I think so as well. Um, looking at it, um, you know, um, I, I probably will upset people now, but I don't think that Perez is strong enough for the running. I think mm. he's. Um, He's a, I think he's more of a luxury player. 
I was um I was looking at his off the ball running, his off the ball movement and the way he tackles. He, he always seems to be in between, so he's not helping and he's not creating. And um, you know, I've got nothing against the guy, but I don't think he's right for the uh, the remaining games or the running. Um, <laughs> I, I, to be honest with you, I think you probably get a, a, a lot of agreement on that. He, he's very much a Marmite player for us, isn't he, Craig? He is. I think he's. I think he's done well. Um, and uh, you know, I think he, if he gets in the pockets, he receives the balls well and he uses it well. But if, you know, if you had to choose against Madison and Perez, I think you know, playing at the top of the game, then there's there's no real question that Madison would win it. So. That's why I've put it exactly, in. exactly. Right, let me. Um, I want to ask um, a question of you here. If I think, if I can just find it, if it came up, um, I'm not sure about this book line. And you two guys, we'll come to Steve first. I'd like to see Hamza step in for an Indeedy. He had something to prove, and is uh, better rested. To me, Hamza's third behind Indeedy and Mendy. What do you think, Steve? I think so as well. I think um, you've got to stay with your strongest formation, your strongest uh, players, and I don't feel he's he's one of the the strongest to to be in front of anybody. Um, like you say, he's leaving a bit late for something to prove. So mm. I think he's you know he's he's going to have to stay where he is. Gone at the end of the season, Craig. I think so. You know, I, I like Hamza. He's a, he's a local lad. He's, uh, you know, he went to school uh, at the same school as my daughter. You know, so I've got nothing against him. I think he's he's a great lad. He's a great character. But I think when you're starting to get to the levels in the Premier League that we are, you need people who can use the ball better. I think he's great for covering ground. You know, he covers a lot of ground. But for me, he's not progressive enough with the ball. Um and his passing, I think, uh, you know, I think there's an area that indeed he can improve on, to be honest, his use of the ball. But for me, Hamza, Hamza needs to go away to a sort of lower Premier League team and, and get some games. Now, that may be on loan, but to be honest, I think it's probably time for him to go and get a permanent move and, uh, and just play regularly because he's a good player, but, you know, not at the level that we're, we want to be at. I think, I mean, I said when we were talking about him going in January, we had the injury to Ndidi and we needed him as backup for Mendy. And I think he is that squad player rather than, you know, like you say, a a, a, a starter, unfortunately. And like you say, he's a local lad and you want to see local lads do well. But, you know, he has, he's been a bit naughty as well this season. So um, we will see. We will see. Was it yourself, Craig, that said... Um, you know, sometimes a lot of players, when they've been through this sort of thing, they're not often still at the club at the end of the season. Well, I think historically you've found uh, with Leicester when people have transgressed, um, they've not been here very long. But however, that's that's different when you know it's a prized asset. I think in the in the past when we've had uh, people yeah. on misdemeanours, they weren't worth millions and millions of pounds. So. Uh, yeah. I think the likes of Madison will probably get away with it a bit more than uh, Hamza would, and uh, so I, I, I don't. I think he'll be. I think he'll be gone in the summer. Mind you, misdemeanors, Steve. You know, uh, uh, it, it didn't stop us getting rid of uh, Mister Pearson, did it? Well, that, that's right. But I think Brendan's handled things right 
Um, oh yes, so, I'm not saying so, Brendan should so, go. But I'm just saying <laughs> our, our our owners aren't scared of making those big decisions. Oh no, and I think you know, like you say, Leicester they're setting the precedent now. They're, mm. they're, they're a team that's going to be you know they're a, they're a top six team. They're, they're a strong mm. team, and they can't just they can't afford to see have any weakness, and they can't afford to let the big mm. stars because it's happened over the years now before whatever. People too do get begetted. They know they can um, do what they want to do, and it, it creates ill feeling. And you never get the best out of them. Mm. I hope Madison has had a good kick up the backside, and saying to himself, "Okay, and I, like, you know, I have got a lot to prove." And I yes. think, you know, with everything that's going round, I think it's a, it's another one of those little things that fits into the the momentum, and and it might it mm -hmm. might be good for Leicester now that. He's got to perform now for the last seven games at least to get a bit of yeah. um, bit of shine back. Well, let's see if he does perform and get on the score sheet, which leads me very nicely into score predictions. You see, you think you think this that this is just show he's just thrown together, don't you? But it isn't. It is a carefully planned, oiled machine. So leading us in now, two of us have already made our predictions. Now I'm not saying that you know, I, you know, Steve still got splintered in his bottom at all here, but Steve has gone for what a one-one there. Um, but then again, like I say, he's only got one right all season so i <laughs> don't know about about that steve walsh and myself have gone for three nils i just think for me i think we just it, it we, we're ready for another three nil we're ready for another game and I, you know like that and i think this could be the one marsh has gone for a two nil uh he's been reserved for once uh it's down to you uh craig i know you never well, agree with me so it's not going to be three nil so no, I um to be honest, I'd be surprised if we keep a clean sheet in this one. Uh, you know, they're they're a big physical team. They they like to play off set pieces and we know that we're not great on set pieces either. And they do throw a lot of men forward because they have no choice really. So uh, so I think they'll score, but I'm gonna go with a three one. Three one. Not well we've apart two of us have gone for a win and, and I can understand uh, understand Steve going there for the uh, for the sitting on the fence one one. No, two two months ago I'd have gone for a big Leicester win. But like you right. say, West Brom, West Brom now, they've got the momentum and I don't think there's gonna be many teams between now and the end of the season that's gonna score a lot of goals against them. Mm -hmm. Because two months ago yeah. they were you know, they were the, the kicking Anybody could score, anybody could do what they yeah. wanted to do. And I think um, you can say that about the other clubs in the lower lower um, half of the table, that mm -hmm. they can still get a thrashing. But I see at the moment, yeah. the way the confidence is at West Brom and the results they've got, I think uh, they're not going to be um, taking a thrashing like they were earlier on in the season. And they mm -hmm. are going to be a threat. So they've got Leicester's got to be on, on their top game on tomorrow. TM has agreed with you, Craig. Three-one. Scott's well gone uh, for four-two. He's gone for a, a, a really high-scoring game. Well, gents, thank you very much, uh, Steve. In who has been? I think whether he's been actually been exiled by his good lady because she doesn't want to listen to him talking football all the time <laughs> into the uh, into the motorhome, or 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 he's in the doghouse or something else. I don't know, but I hope you start to get some use out of it, Steve. <laughs> That's why I'm sitting in there, mate. I'm on the front garden. It's all um, cleaned up and I'm just having a, a nice chill on my own. 
<laughs> Dude, we all need that, don't we? Thanks very much, Steve. As always, we'll get uh, catch up next week and let's hope uh, with three points nearer to uh, securing Champions League football. Take care, mate. Yes, cheers. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Steve. As always, great to have Steve on. And I'd like to say the same about you, Craig, but you know how to mean it. <laughs> you yeah, know it fine. is. You know you are my wise old sage. You are... Uh, yes, you are, you are the um, Susanna Reed to my Piers Morgan, if you like. <laughs> or is, it, or is well, it the other way around? No, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> would we all? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Maybe not. Thanks so much, mate. We're back um, later in the week because we're back on uh, playing football on Monday. So we'll be doing the preview at some agreed time over the weekend and we'll have a chat about that and we'll be back. But thanks very much, mate. You stay safe and we'll speak soon. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Take care. So thanks to everybody for tuning in tonight. Thanks for all your comments. Um, can I please ask that if you are commenting, that the comments that you are making are relevant to the conversations we are having or to Leicester City Football Club? Um, there's a gentleman out there. And if, um, in fact, Scott, no, I didn't. Scott, you've just said there. Chris, did you find out about yellow cards? And if any players uh, close to suspension i tell you what because he's still here let i'm gonna bring i'm gonna bring craig back in <laughs> fold him you see <laughs> doing anything else <laughs> i am going to give you that as your homework craig right <laughs> do, do okay, yellow, yellow card count count towards the fa cup <laughs> and are any players close to suspension so i want to thought so, your... I, I think to be honest just a quick one i think you have to mm. get to 15 now to get a suspension um, but I will check that out. But I don't think we've yeah. got anybody that close. But I do, and then I say, will it will it affect the uh, the you know the yeah. FA Cup? That would be interesting. I will I'll let you go more. this time. Thank you, young man. <laughs> I'm sorry if I surprised you there. That's fine. <laughs> there you go, Scott. Your wish is our command. You ask, and we will find that out for you. Um, yeah. So as I was saying, you know, please, please keep the chat questions football and Leicester City and chat related. Nothing to do with other things. The person that is concerned knows who I am saying. If he is still in, please, please cut those comments out. <sighs> subscribe to us. Please subscribe to us. I think we're about three off um, actually getting to the uh, Magical 450 we can get to 450, can't we? Come on, get some friends on. Get them clicking that subscribe button now, helping us out. We would love you forever. And if you want to listen back to this, you can listen to us on YouTube, Lester Till I Die TV, or if you want to listen to us in podcast form, Anchor FM, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podcast Addict, to name but a few. And don't forget, guys, 30% off till the end of the month. All the W's, mindingmyownfootballbusiness.co.uk and you will get 30% off Barry Pierpoint's story of Leicester City in the 90s with a personalised message for you. Uh, I think the one he's going to do for me is going to say, and out. <laughs> Don't blame him, to be honest with you. Great to be back for the football. We're going to be back tomorrow at about 10 past 7. We will have the... Um, 
pre-match show with Josh and Richard. And following that, we're going to be doing the post-match show uh, about 40 minutes after kickoff, after the after kickoff, 40 minutes after the final whistle. We'll see you tomorrow night. Come on, the Foxes. Three points, please. And closer to those Champions League places. Hello. Good night, all. Elliot here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Some people are on the pitch. They think it's all over. It is now over. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.